News 95.7 AM 1290 WHIO is proud to bring you the Rick Chamberlain Show. Presented by Bud Light. Live from Milano's Atlantic Submarines on Brown Street. Voted best pizza in Dayton. Creating delicious memories since 1969 on Brown Street near the UD County. The Rick Chamberlain Show is brought to you by Bud Light. The perfect beer for whatever happens. Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD and the University of Dayton Athletics. Combining student athletes and fans of championship caliber. Now here's Larry Hanskin and University of Dayton football coach Rick Chamberlain. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to Milano's, and welcome to another edition of the Rick Chamberlain Show here on the home of the Flyers. I'm Larry Hanskin, joined by the coach of the Flyers, Rick Chamberlain, as Dayton is now 4-1 and and 2-0 and in the Pioneer Football League, coming off a 31-21 win on the road at Marist. We'll explore win. Also look ahead towards at long last another home game when the Flyers host Moorhead State this Saturday and we're also going to meet uh, two of the principals in Saturday's win at Marist. we got uh, tight end Ian Palin out of Milwaukee and then defensive tackle Austin Alber from right here in Brookville. We're going to hear more from those guys coming up but right now coach uh, I, I said after the game and, and you concurred right away but for the sake of our audience tonight a 31-21 win that was a lot harder than maybe people think it was and we knew that larry going into it maris had been playing very well the last two weeks uh they should have beat san diego and they took care of valparaiso there they were getting better and better plus it was our second uh, road game a long road game there uh travel all those things and so we knew it was going to be tough and it, maris didn't surprise us they came out larry and they hit us in the mouth right away there in that first quarter uh it was toe to toe defensively you know you gave up uh, some early scores uh, in that in that first quarter actually you gave up two scores in the first quarter but that but only one touchdown after that and that touchdown yeah, it was at, at a time when you were perhaps uh, maybe playing just a little bit softer so how much onus was on the offense early in that game to keep the Flyers in the game. Uh, I thought that was a big part of our victory on Saturday, Larry, was that Maris was was moving the ball, got some scores there. We had touchdowns. I mean, if all at once we come out of that first quarter and it's 14-0 Maris instead of 14-14, it might have been a different story for the uh, for the Flyers there. But our offense responded well, uh, got us a touchdown after a turnover and then drove the ball down on another drive and, and got another touchdown to tie it up 14-14 coming out of that first quarter. That's the way the quarter ends with Willie Will hitting the extra point and knotted up at 14. Then in the second quarter you put together another nice offensive drive that's finished uh, with a clutch third down and goal play as uh, Will Bardo is able to find uh, Ross Smith at the back of the end zone Willie Will kicks the extra point then kicks off and then makes history Larry, I told you this after the game football has been a part of my life for 47 years back when I started when I was 10 years old I have never seen a kicker kick off and then recover the ball after a fumble and score a touchdown so uh, I'll never forget Willie Will because of that play well and I think what really stands out in my mind is that it was not comical you know there there are probably people smirking around the country when they just read about a kicker picking up a ball and running it into the end zone and they're thinking of Gary Yepremian for the Dolphins back in the Super 
Bowl. But uh, he picked up the ball and was an athlete. He was an athlete. And, uh, and Willie was on the program a few weeks ago. And Willie was telling us what a basketball player he is in the Dayton Intramural uh, here. So he did. He picked up the fumble cleanly he never bobbled it it was all in one motion and then he took off and uh i tell you he was striding out pretty well there no one caught him he got into the end zone there and celebrated and kicked the extra point again kicked off again uh not quite as eventful and that uh, that 28 14 oh. lead right then and there uh, that was maybe the difference in the ball game that and seven turnovers by Marist. It, it was there. I thought that point where we scored went up 21-14 and then Willie's fumble recovery to make it 28-14. All right there just about midway towards the end of the second quarter just before halftime. Momentum. Momentum was built up and it, you think back, that's about what happened last year when Marist came here to play. We took control first quarter. Then right before halftime they get a score and they had momentum going into the second half and uh, then they carried it on. Dayton with the momentum from the rest of the game then in a 31-21 final as the Flyers go to 2-0 in the Pioneer Football League. And the defensive player of the week uh, for Dayton's effort was Austin Albers, senior defensive tackle. Phil and Austin, you've, you've been on the program before. You know the drill. But for the sake of our audience, once again, tell us about your high school background and what brought you to the University of Dayton. Well, uh, I'm from Brookville, Brookville High School, like you said, and uh, I always grew up following a little bit of the Dayton football program since my uh, father ended up playing here also. So that, w- that was a pretty big uh, factor in my decision to come here, following his footsteps and, and, then, and just everything about the program. I, as soon as I came here, I fell in love and w- haven't regretted it since. Now, did your dad, Tim, ever say to you, okay, Austin, you don't have to go to UD. You can do what you want to do. Uh, yeah, he said he definitely said that from the very beginning. He wanted me to go where I wanted to go and and go where I felt was right. And I came here and I felt like it was just the best decision for me. But if he finished that Satan statement, he'd say, "You can do what you want to do, but I want you to come yeah. to the University of Dayton." Maybe it was implied. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I tell you what, you had you had a heck of a ball game on on Saturday. I mean, you're going up against a big, tough. Uh, offensive line, guys from New Jersey. I mean, you had to take on the Sopranos uh, by yourself almost on on Saturday. Just how physical a game was this compared to maybe games this year? Oh uh, yeah, they were definitely physical up front. But I felt like uh, when we were, we moved we were on movements a little more this game, so I definitely felt like that helped moving because they didn't know where we were lining up and where we were going from the beginning. So being able to move and then have them guess where we were going definitely helped put them on their heels a little bit so i it they were definitely physical but i thought like uh, they could have been a lot more physical if we hadn't done that all right and we also have as a guest on the uh, rick chamberlain show ian palin out of green bay no out of milwaukee wisconsin just a green bay fan obviously uh the one of the one of the uh long running cheeseheads that have become uh, quite the tradition here at the university of dayton uh, tell us about your your background in both not only in milwaukee and then uh, in prep school before and what brought you to ud um, well, I went to high school at University School of Milwaukee and was there for four years. And then I decided to take a fifth year of high school out east uh, at the University of Andover, at, right outside of Boston. 
Um, it was a pretty easy decision for me because my three older brothers did the same thing. We all grow really late, so it was important to get that extra year. Because, I mean, Day I don't think Dayton would have noticed me right out of high school, so it was great to get that opportunity. And, um, I mean, I sent my highlights out to a bunch of schools, and Dayton responded, and I was really happy. And I took a visit here. My dad came with me, and he liked the old-school program kind of feel, and um, he likes that we run the mile, even though I don't. <laughs> but uh, he loved it, and um, I love it as well, and I'm, I'm really glad I made the decision. Now, at the time when you made your decision, you know, you, you were in a different sort of legacy, whereas, uh, whereas uh, Austin was following in the footsteps of his father. Uh, did you even know that there's been uh, quite a few players through the years that have come to Dayton from Wisconsin and even specifically Milwaukee? No, I wasn't aware. I mean, I took my visit with uh, Kyle Sabetic, and I knew he was from uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. So, um, yeah, it was good to have another Wisconsin player my first year here. Someone to talk to. Now, yeah. talking about first, uh, you got a first on Saturday as you got into the end zone. The, the Flyers' first touchdown of the game after Zach Elias, who ended up being named the Pioneer Football League Defensive Player of the Week with his interception and fumble recovery on Saturday. He picks off the pass, returns it to the two, and you guys come out in the power formation. Everyone thinks Connor Caster is going to get the ball, but instead, and Will Bardo throws it to you. How open were you? I was wide open. I was, I was about as surprised as he was, I think, because all practice our scout player has been covering it. He walks up to the line. He tells me, oh, here comes the corner route. So I thought I was going to be covered, but I was happy I was open and get get a first touchdown off the list. How long did it take for the ball to get there? Did it seem? Uh, I, I remember making eye contact with uh, Will there, and I just saw the ball in the air for it seemed like minutes, but... Glad to get, glad I caught it. Well, that, and that stands in contrast to every other reception I think you've made where I, I don't think you've barely had enough time to get your hands up to protect your body. I mean, uh, usually just the, by the nature of your position as a tight end, the routes you're running, you're catching the ball in traffic, in tight spaces, and it's boom, boom. Yeah, all my teammates say, like, if I'm going to have a catch, I'll probably get killed after it. So it's kind of their running joke. <laughs> Well, it was nice to see you not only uh, make the catch, but score the touchdown and come away unscathed. Yeah, that was a lot of fun for me. All right, the Dayton Flyers had fun on Saturday as they beat Maris 31-21, try to keep the fun rolling this Saturday when they host Moorhead State. More on that as we continue. It's the Rick Chamberlain Show, and we're live at Milano's on Brown Street. The home of the Flyers. News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. With Cashflow Insight from PNC Bank, I can pay my bakery's suppliers and automatically see how it impacts my business's cash flow. Get more visibility. I can send invoices, no clients got them, when they're planning to pay, and see how it affects my firm's current and projected cash flow. Get more clarity. I can view our past and current performance to help plan the factory's future. Get more confident. So I can get more sleep at night. Get more with Cashflow Insight, powered by PNC CFO, a unique suite of online tools that helps you get more insight into your business's current and forecasted cash flow. Get more efficiency and control so you can manage today and plan for tomorrow. Stop by any branch or visit pnc.com slash cashflowinsight to learn more and try it at no cost today. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. 
Cashflow Insight requires a PNC business checking account and enrollment in PNC Online Banking. For free trial information, call a Cashflow Insight consultant at 855-762-2361. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg, is your home for dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, Rick Smith is there to help. You'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover our big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Plenty of choices, plenty of savings, and if you need a special truck, come see me. Dave says you'll get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Take the easy country drive to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website at DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale Chevrolet. You can't see it. You can't smell it. But it can kill you. And it may be in your home right now. Hi, I'm Jim from CJSHeatingAndAir.com warning you, a tiny crack in your furnace could allow deadly carbon monoxide to sneak into your home. Be safe. Schedule a CJS fall furnace safety check right now. We'll send a neat, clean CJS technician to perform a 79-point performance review for just $79. He'll adjust gas pressure, test limits, inspect your heat exchanger, carbon monoxide detectors. He'll test for gas leaks. In fact, he'll check another 74 points of your system just to prevent problems. And for a limited time, it's just $79. Is it worth more than that? You bet, but we do these CJS Fall Furnace Safety Checks for $79 because keeping you safe is the right thing to do. Schedule your CJS Fall Furnace Safety Check now. It's quick, it's easy, it keeps you safe and warm all winter long. Everything we do is all about you. CJSHeatingAndAir.com A warm evening, dry with temperatures in the 70s. I'm Chief Meteorologist Jamie Simpson on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. The home of the Flyers, News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. And good evening and welcome back again to the Rick Chamberlain Show. I'm Larry Hanskin here at Milano's on Brown Street where we're joined by the coach of the Dayton Flyers who are 4-1 and 2-0 and in the Pioneer Football League coming off a 31-21 win over Marist on Saturday. Dayton will be hosting Moorhead State this coming Saturday after being away from Welcome Stadium for a month. We've also got uh, two of the principals in Saturday's win with us in tight end Ian Palin who had his first uh, career touchdown touchdown reception and a big day just receiving the ball overall and then defensive tackle Austin Alber with a, a big game up front defensive player of the game for the Flyers uh, going up against a big but eh, maybe not as athletic uh, offensive line of Marist and, and coach you've had a chance to, to digest the win uh, looking back on it and reviewing it on film and with the study what's the what's the one thing that stood out in your mind from the, the game there, Larry, what I liked, a uh, couple things. One was what I already mentioned of how we responded to the way that Maris came out and, and took kind of control there that first quarter. But we responded offensively. Defensively then, we got into a rhythm, made a couple adjustments there, and uh, from that point on played very good defense there. Um, one thing that didn't like 
were the penalties. Uh, penalties, again, cost us, I thought, a number of situations there, and uh, both on offense and defense, and that's something we have to get better at. That's two games in a row now. We've had over 100 yards in, in penalties, and uh, to win games down the stretch here, you can't do that. You can't give your opponent those opportunities. Is there a threat of continuity through those penalties? Is there one thing you can look at and say, well, if we would just do this, then that will clean it up? Well, I think it all comes back to, and I talked to the team last night about this, about being disciplined within ourselves, putting ourselves, our bodies in the right position and and not getting out of position. That's when you cause penalties, whether it's on offense, grabbing somebody instead of your body being in the right position to block them, defensively, getting out of position, uh, having you tackling there, grabbing a face mask or interfering with the pass receiver. I think it's all about being in the right body position so that you don't have to react that way that causes those penalties. Maris turned the ball over seven times. You did not turn the ball over at all. And so I I think it goes without saying and probably the history of man uh, if there is a 7 nothing uh, turnover differential, the team that didn't turn it over is going to win games. So there's nothing shocking there. But uh, less people think that who weren't either at the game or didn't listen to it or didn't watch it, if uh, the, the, those seven turnovers weren't exactly handed to you gift-wrapped. No, they weren't. Uh, Maris was executing there. They were doing some nice things. It was just like Austin Albert, his fumble recovery. It was pitcher perfect. He got in, he got hold of the ball hand side, ripped it as he was taking the guy down. The ball gets on the ground, he covers it up. Same thing with Zach Elias and others. Our interceptions were good breaks on the ball. They were good passes. A couple were tipped. Were tipped. And so it's a tip drill where you run and get to the ball there. So none of them were gifts to us. Even Willie's fumble recovery, Colin McManaman came off the edge there and stripped the ball side hand. So they were all things that we had practiced and worked on, and we just executed them very well. You, you get seven turnovers.